0: In the relentless pursuit of progress, the 21st century has witnessed an unprecedented era of technological advancement, with one phenomenon standing out as a transformative force reshaping the fabric of our existence, artificial intelligence, or AI. ...turns text into video. You can't use it now because OpenAI has not released it to the public. But look at just how powerful it is, even in this early form. In a blink of an eye, AI technology has evolved from a sci-fi concept to an integral part of our daily lives, revolutionizing industries and fundamentally altering the way we interact with the world.
1: First the most in the world. First of all, these days, AI has to be one of the most
2: phenomenally astonishing scientific developments in the field of science and technology on a global scale. As an example, I could literally go out now and have a conversation about ChatGPT with some random elders walking on the street, and they can freely talk about what AI tools are and what large-scale AI models mean, so on and so forth. Generally speaking, AI has gradually infiltrated into everybody's daily lives.
0: Says Li Dongni, a professor at the School of Computer Science of Beijing Institute of Technology. We meet her on a chilly and windy winter morning, just a few days away from the 2024 Spring Festival, in the university she works at, which is also the country's first and one of the best science and engineering universities near North Beijing's Tsun area a place sometimes referred to as China's Silicon Valley. Despite the cold at this time of year in Beijing, Li Dongni's endearing and welcoming smile brings a warm and cozy ambiance to the lab that she and 16 of her masters and PhD students call home. You would almost think that spring has already arrived. As we sit down, Li Dong Ni starts to make tea and continues with the conversation. With her research focusing on intelligent information technologies, as well as their applications to the manufacturing industry, the development of AI has no doubt been her main interest, especially in recent years.
1: Okay, okay. Okay.
2: Nowadays, artificial intelligence has become the pinnacle of the current technological and industrial development. Whether it's to plan future layout or to intelligently upgrade existing manufacturing industries, AI is proving to be a game-changer in manufacturing.
0: In fact, just as Li Dongni mentioned, AI manufacturing solutions are already applied worldwide to optimize the supply chain network by analyzing multiple variables such as transportation costs, production capacity, and lead times. This ensures prompt delivery, lowers transportation costs, and increases customer satisfaction. At a compound annual growth rate of 47.9% from 2022 to 2027, the market for worldwide artificial intelligence in manufacturing is expected to be worth $16.3 billion according to a report generated by competitive intelligence and market research platform Markets and Markets. For Li Dongni, such numbers as well as the ongoing trend has brought her not only new ideas for teaching and carrying out research, but has also inspired her to think about how to better combine her roles and make a difference outside of her school.
1: I think
2: my role as a university professor is the first identity for me. Meanwhile, I'm the scientific researcher of computer sciences, who's also elected to be the deputy of the Beijing Municipal People's Congress.
0: In case that political title sounds alien to you, here is a quick detour on what it means for an ordinary person to be a deputy to the People's Congress here in China. Basically, deputies play an important role in reflecting the interests and concerns of their constituents during the legislative process. They participate in decision-making by proposing and voting on legislation, as well as addressing problems important to their constituency. In Li Dong-ni's instance, it's about performing research on how to integrate her ideas and theatrical outputs with real-world interactions and provide meaningful suggestions to help construct a better society. Officially undertaking such a responsibility since around a year ago, Li Dong Ni says that she learned about how her lab, school, society works in a broader sense through her new
1: role.
2: Prior to becoming a deputy, I saw the outcome of the city growing and the society transforming from a citizen's perspective. But since I became a deputy, I was presented with not only the outcomes, but also the efforts behind such transformations. I witnessed how the city operates and that how one single key research plan comes into being and was eventually carried out inside labs like ours. I also had the chance to visit the national laboratories and new research institutions. There, I learned about how the scientists conducted their research and tackled
1: key problems.
2: I myself am a researcher of computer sciences. It is my field of expertise, so I'm very excited to be presented with the -the state-of-the-art research directions. In the meantime, I'm also keen to provide my own suggestions within this field and to contribute to the research and development of AI technologies here in Beijing. Actually, one of my main deputy suggestions this year was on how to enroll AI tools into the growth
1: of leading companies and industries.
0: The aim of this suggestion, according to Li Dongni, is to raise manufacturing efficiency and build a more balanced overall technological development along with the security issues raised within the scope. Over the last decade, China's technological innovation has ranked first in the world in fields like cloud computing and big data analysis. Based on data released by the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology this January, the overall number of artificial intelligence enterprises in China has exceeded 4,400 making the nation a leading developer and user of digital technologies, in particular, artificial intelligence. Whether in e-commerce, ride-hailing services or autonomous vehicles, Chinese companies operating in these areas are world competitors and contribute significantly to China's development. But as an expert on intelligent optimization approaches and their applications to the manufacturing industry, Li Dong-ni not only sees the great potential of AI infrastructure but also what needs to be done to better adapt it into everyday life.
1: So, I suggested a deep integration
2: between AI developing corporations and leading manufacturing enterprises, because the technological infrastructure is, by nature, designed to deliver tangible business value and higher efficiency. And to achieve that, we would need to put the AI tools in actual application scenarios for them to function.
0: She underlines the point by relating to the topic from a researcher's angle who has ample experience in working with domestic companies. Over the years, Li Dongni, as well as the students and fellow researchers in her lab, have been awarded several national invention patents. In the meantime, they've also been invited to collaborate with various technological corporations and build AI-driven optimizing solutions for businesses. Within their research outcomes proven to be helpful, however, Lee Dong Ni says their efforts have had
1: limitations。人工智能企业其实咱们说起来的话就是都是干我们这行的。In essence, AI companies and our research
2: lab both target the same area of expertise, which is the computer sciences-related field of work. Our advantage would be that we're very good at building AI software with algorithms, but our limitation lies in the fact that we're not familiar with the actual business modes in reality and are lacking experience in dealing with issues like reducing costs or increasing efficiency. Knowledge, likewise, can only be acquired by merging what we do with real-life manufacturing operations. Moreover, I think this could also prevent us from designing empty AI shells that look fancy from the outside, but don't fix any real problems.
0: In fact, what Li Dongni suggests is one facet derived from the key concept of new quality productivity. First proposed by Chinese President Xi Jinping in September 2023, the idea of new quality productivity is sometimes rephrased to new productive forces, which refers to the country's determination on leveraging scientific and technological innovation to turbocharge its economic productivity. From Li Dongni's perspective, adapting AI technology into day-to-day manufacturing practices is the epitome of enhancing industry transformation and upgrading. However, she adds that increasing productivity wasn't the only point she raised this year when drafting her suggestions.
2: Another suggestion of mine focuses on the environmental pressure exerted by the AI model training. We know that the current AI models run on the power of computations, which consumes a lot of energy when operating.
0: This statement isn't without proof. In December 22, Sam Altman, CEO of ChatGPT, posted on his social media that the computing costs are eye-watering, implying that AI chatbot platforms require a lot of energy to run, and thus, is responsible for a large amount of carbon emissions. Quoting from a 2019 research paper published by MIT researchers, Training AI models can emit more than 626,000 pounds of carbon dioxide which is equivalent to nearly five times the lifetime emissions of the average American car, including the manufacture of the car itself. Even if some of this energy may come from renewable or carbon credit offset resources, the high energy demands of training these AI models still cannot be overlooked. It seems that in periods of global transition, where industrial or technological progress takes place, there's often a price to pay in the environmental side. Whether it's the first industrial revolution from the mid-18th century, or the era of human-computer interaction as we are experiencing at this very moment. Nevertheless, Li Dong-ni remains hopeful that modern sciences will be able to minimize the side effects of AI development in the near future.
1: For example, nowadays, quantum computing is also undergoing rapid development, and
2: when a certain breakthrough is achieved in that realm, we'll very likely see a significant change in the form of computing, and thus elevate the pressures on energy consumption and carbon emissions caused by training AI models or AI generations. I'm glad that people are already sharing these concerns at this stage, The earlier we discuss them, the better prepared we'll be in designing future AI products so that our new quality productivity is not at the cost of the environment and that people can enjoy the technological advancements in a more sustainable way. I think that is the ultimate goal of not just governors, but also common people like you and me.
0: When she's not participating in the administration and discussion of state affairs, Li Dongni can usually be found in her lab, satisfyingly indulging in her role as a university teacher. Starting her career at Beijing Institute of Technology in 2005, Li Dongni has never ceased in her efforts to shape the minds of the next generation. With research papers as her canvas, She imparts knowledge with an infectious enthusiasm that transcends the boundaries of papers and textbooks. Some would even say that her passion is reflected even in the decorations adorning her desk, which has been turned into a charming oasis of warmth and nostalgia, filled by flowers, gifts from her previous students and photos that mark her almost 20 years journey as a faculty member. In a room crowded up by black computer screens and piles of white paper, such a cosy and colourful corner stands in stark contrast to the scholarly atmosphere of the lab and brings in a sense of homely tenderness. And as if matching with the cosy vibe, Li Dong-ni dresses herself in a warm brown knitted coat and a matching woolen skirt today. She sits gracefully next to a small tea table set with tea and porcelain cups are perpetually prepared to be served to guests of her lab. However, elegance does not soften the edges of Li Dong-ni's rigorous standards when it comes to work. Her commitment to excellence is reflected through the high expectations she sets for herself and her students. In the realm of research and academia, she could sometimes transform into a meticulous force Who's scrutinizing the accuracy of her own papers and the works brought to her desk.
1: incorporating the self-management.
0: From picking the technical terms to details like being mindful about daily manners, Li Dong Ni captivates her students, not just with her in-depth knowledge on that subject, but also with the professionalism she demonstrates. When checking a student's thesis, it's not difficult to notice that there's an intensity in her gaze, a hint that beneath the refined exterior lies a mind keenly attuned to the intricacies of her field. I think Professor Lee has a very positive influence on us. She's stricter with us, but stricter with herself," says Zhang Yaoxin, one of Li's fifth-year PhD students, who happens to be in the lab too the day that we went to visit. Following Professor Li's teaching, I've corrected some of the major issues I've had in the past 20 years. Now I'm used to being proactive in responding to tasks. Providing timely feedback when collaborating with others and communicating in a timely manner. But these used to be my weaknesses, and it was Professor Lee who showed me why they are so important, especially in real life practice. Though a bit uneasy when first speaking in front of a microphone, Zhang Yaoxin's voice grows steady and confident as he mentions how Li Ni has influenced his ways of interacting with teammates and colleagues around him. The popular stereotypes of researchers majoring in computer sciences these days is that they bury themselves in their own world and prefer to hang out with computer codes rather than with real people. In response to that, Li Dongni smiles lightheartedly and says, that's not entirely true. Having been a so-called computer geek herself and interacting with countless young and old researchers for decades, she defends her ilk by adding that their major by no means stops them from enjoying life outside of the lab and socializing with others.
1: Due to the nature of our studies, I
2: noticed that students majoring in science and engineering might be more likely to immerse themselves in the world of technology and indulge in coding or the designing calculations. Therefore, their minds will often ponder on research-related issues, which might actually occupy the time they could spend experiencing other aspects of life. But from my observations on my students, this unique characteristic is not in conflict with them pursuing their interests hobbies and fun in life. In our university, I encounter students majoring in engineering, humanities, science and more, all very hardworking, which represents the future talents of our country. I think they're all highly adorable.
0: <laughs> when asked what advice she gives to the future talents, Li Ni says slowly, her voice full of care and sincerity,
1: Whether the ideal outcome
2: you want can be achieved in the end, please don't forget that the process of establishing and demonstrating it is, by itself, a gain to your research and knowledge. This journey of accumulating results, experiences, and sometimes failures is the essence of doing research. It's going to be a slow transformation from quantitative testing to qualitative upgrade. So, my advice to all the young researchers out there would be to be brave and embrace the uncertainties. The same goes to life outside of school. I believe we all want to be successful in some way. But I'll say, let's be patient. Let's first be healthy both physically and mentally, so that we can have a stronger core so that no difficulties in life can sweep us off our path. Then I'll say, let's always remain passionate, not only to your own goals, but also to all aspects of life as well. And lastly, let's stay true to our aspirations, even when sometimes the results might not turn out as expected.
0: Later, Li Dong-ni says that her sharing also reflects her own experiences of continuously growing, tripping and falling, and eventually becoming the person she is today. But every story's got a starting point, and for Li Dong-ni, this lifelong dedication of carrying out research starts with a simple piece of painting. In the mid-1980s, Li Dongni's grandfather was among the first team of Chinese technological researchers and engineers to participate in the country's highway construction back at that time. Together, they built the Shunyang Dalian Expressway, which is considered as the earliest expressway in the Chinese mainland, that connects the two largest cities of East China's Liaoning province. For young Li Dongni back then, Watching her grandfather reading by the lamp while sketching on paper was a fascinating experience, even though she understood nothing of what he was working on.
1: Ever since I was a child, I
2: always liked to watch my grandfather working and reading. The silhouette of him focusing on what he was doing impressed me deeply, and I remember thinking that doing research must be a pleasant, if not an elegant, experience to have. That inspired me all the way through to my college graduation, which was in the early 2000s. And around the same time period, my grandfather fell ill.
0: At that time, her grandfather could no longer speak a full sentence, so he jotted down his words instead, sometimes a few phrases, sometimes a simple drawing.
1: There is
2: one time when my family members presented me with a piece of paper that had my grandpa sketching on. I saw a little girl in the center with chubby round little face and hair tied in two braids. And at the bottom, there he wrote, Dong Ni, the little PhD student.
1: Mm.
0: Recalling that memory from 21 years ago Li Ni's voice slows down Followed by a brief moment of quietness And a silent holding off of tears
1: 祖父已经离开我们二十多年了 <laughs> My grandfather has been gone over
2: 20 years. But the will to become just like him will always be my biggest drive for my career as a researcher. I believe it was my respect for my grandfather that led me to pursue my doctorate degree. And eventually, I also become a researcher. Even better, a teacher. I felt really lucky that I chose this profession, one that keeps me within the footprints of my grandfather.
0: In fact, the early 2000s was an era that set the stage for China's dynamic IT landscape characterized by rapid technological advancements, the growth of the domestic Internet giants, as well as the white heat of software designing and online businesses it might as well have been a time for Li Ni to try exploring a great variety of opportunities with her expertise in computer sciences. Instead, she chose to stay in academia and has remained so all the way until this day.
1: Besides
2: becoming more like my grandfather, I gradually came to realize that I could now use my stories and my strength to inspire the young people around me, just like how my grandfather influenced me back then. And if he could see me now, see the choice I made, I think it would make him very
1: proud.
0: In a 2013 blog, Li Ni once described what she believed to be the best way of doing research. She said it could be distilled into four characters, which are chingang yu du, literally meaning to go out and work on a sunny day and read indoor on a rainy one. The term reflects a sense of calm and harmony, which is an ideal way of life she still holds on to today.
2: Certainly there are the sunny and the rainy days, representing the ups and downs, as well as the prosperity and adversity of our lives. If the sky clears up, we will go out to the field to plow the soil and sow some seeds. If it rains and we cannot go out to work anymore, then let's read. And study indoor. Either way, the time will not pass by for nothing. Maybe we could harvest from the cultivation. Maybe we could learn from the reading. Hard work brings sweat and passion, just as reading brings peace and tranquility. Both ways are good.
0: With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. Special thanks to our reporter, Liu Yushan. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Just key in Footprints and you can find out more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time.